0: This is CT Startup, your source for information on entrepreneurs, investors, and resources in the Connecticut startup ecosystem. From university campuses to industrial labs, from Stanford to Hartford, and from Danbury to Norwich, if it's happening out there in Connecticut, you'll find it in here. Now it's time to enter into a world of innovation, a world of human struggles, heartbreak, and achievement, and most of all, a world of wonder. Welcome to CT Startup.
1: Hey, welcome to CT Startup. This is Chris Tomorrow with Sublime Exposure Online.
2: Eric Francis with the Trifecta Ecosystems.
1: And with us today is uh, Chris of Jekyll. It's an uh, athletic program group. Th- uh, Chris, could you just <laughs> <So> explain <laughs> it to us? Because uh, you know, it's a lot of things. It, it is really a lot is of this. Lifestyle. This, this Chris can't explain it. Right, I, so. You know what? I'm the
3: guy who founded it. And I can't even explain it. Um, you know, we 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 say we we are. Uh, human performance specialists. So, And really, Ooh. people people know us right, right? It sounds, it sounds cool. It sounds catchy, human <laughs> development. But when you really think about it, that's what it is. But we're obviously most notable for the fact that you go to our site. We look like an athletic training facility because we do train athletes. Yeah. People see George Springer and our pro athletes and our Olympians. And they're like, oh, it's a workout place, which it is. But people come to us specifically for the mindset portion of it. They go, well, how do they become or how do they get there? Because at the end of the day, we're all just human beings. We breathe, we eat, we bleed the same. So why are they there and mm-hmm. we're not? It's very simple. It's the mind. It is the mindset. It is our consciousness. It is our subconsciousness. So people, as you know, there's corporations who hire me to go talk for, for team leading and, you know, uh, just kind of consulting on, on the group dynamic of their office. And that's all mind stuff. I'm not working them out. Mm-hmm. They're going, hey what goes on in the in the mind of an elite athlete or an Olympic athlete or a pro athlete um, who may have been the World Series MVP, you know? And that's what we really kind of get into uh, at Jekyll. Um, it's, it's disguised as neuromuscular training with the conditioning that Olympic gymnasts do. You look in there and it looks like a gymnastics facility, but it's really not. And when you get in and touch it, you immediately discover you, your authentic you, because now we're employing the forces of nature you know gravitational force versus you as an entity in this universe as a gravitational force as just a force period energetic mostly because at the end of the day that's what we are we're kinetic energy so our sitting vibration here as i talk you know has an effect on us you guys have an effect on me then we add physical movement to it and Then we start complicating things with our feelings and our thoughts and our drama. I can't possibly do my laundry. I'm exhausted from my regular work week or you know, taxing the kids around. Oh, God, it's... I you know. always feel
2: like laundry is so easy when people complain about it. It's just like, dude, you throw it in there. like you
3: Sure, <laughs> but, go, yeah. but that that just goes... That <laughs> lends to the point of our, of, our, of our emotional vulnerabilities, whether it's, you know, doing I'm the I'm sitting over here work. feeling personally attacked right <laughs> yeah. now. You know, yeah, exactly. like, like, I have a is pile is of laundry. Right, by right, right, this is right. the last <laughs> clean shirt I have, and yeah. it's not that clean. Yeah, absolutely, totally get it. But we all fall, you know, and I don't want to say victim of it, we all choose oh, yeah. that, you know, emotional... Uh, existence Mm -hmm. Uh, and it doesn't make you good or bad it just makes you human and I think what we're trying to do at Jekyll mostly is change humans perspective on being human it's okay so you've been there you saw our wall negative positive neutral which Mm -hmm. one are you you get to choose you're not going to be positive every day well that's what we were taught when we were kids (laughs) uh huh that's not very realistic now is it so what we're teaching you is that you know much like poker at the end of the game, you want as much positive chips as possible, but you don't want to be upset about those negative chips because they allow you the opportunity to learn and grow or, or just be human and have other people understand it's okay. We have, we have empathy uh, when people are accountable, one of our principles, because they're not looking to create the excuse. As humans, we like people taking responsibility. We like people being accountable. So we give them that courtesy because it's relatable to us. When we start making excuses about why we're not efficient or why you know we're you know lashing out or being the dickhead at work, we don't want that. But if we have the backstory, you know, Chris, it's me. I'm you know I just woke up in a crappy mood. I'm trying to turn it around. So you know, it's it's me being the dickhead, not you. And just by that acknowledgement, just by that conscious awareness, I may change my energy out towards you guys for the day. Mm-hmm. And you might go, you know what, dude, grab a cup of coffee, read the paper. I got, I got the startup right now. We're we're good to go. And you know, right there, that energy transference, that, that, that interaction changes my perspective and changes your own because you may not have even been aware that that simple gesture of support or positive energy or whatever you want to call it does have a ripple effect. Everything does. So that's really what we do at Jekyll. We just mask it through neuromuscular training and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I look good too. Um,
1: This is why I couldn't explain it. Okay.
3: (laughs) Listen, and and we really can't because I have clients, um, experts in the medical field, uh, experts in the fitness field who look at their friends and they're just like, "Ah." you know what? You just have to, you have to experience it. And that's the beauty of implementing gravity as the main force of this program.
1: So uh, I would actually like, I'd like to, you know, cause I, I've had a chance to actually hear a bit of your backstory, but sure. for, for the listeners, you know, you you were training to be an Olympian. Uh, well, you're let's, also let's, telling let's us
3: clarify. To, My dream was to be right an Olympian. Um, and with that, you know, comes the, the hard work that you need to get to that level. Um, and I certainly had the, I, I posted the times and, you know, got to the ranks of where if I had, Chosen wisely, not egoically. Um, I should have been there based on my times and distances and all the mm-hmm. all the athletic prowess that you would need to certainly be eligible to have a shot. Mm-hmm. What I didn't have was the, I'd say, emotional stability to be there. Um, you know, and again, to anyone, it would seem like I did, uh, but I did not. Uh, otherwise, I would have. And yeah. and
2: when you say emotional, like, does that? So one of the things that keeps popping into my head is that, like, the grit, the like, like the, to get to that point, like, you, there's a lot of hard work that has to happen along that way, and and so it's like the emotional is that, is that you're talking about grittiness? Is you're talking about being um, like, is that kind of thing? Because a, sure, pe- sure. a lot of people go like, say it's like. We a lot of people can't just get through the, the shitty moments, cause but they I, but they can. But but well they can. But I'm saying is that we're not conditioned to. So, so there you go. So, so that there I you go. One of the things that uh, my fiance hates it right because one of the things that I uh, for year for like uh, um, for a lot of times like in cars and stuff I'd write I'd be like oh like. All these bad times that we've had, or like the the shitty thing that happened, like that's what's gonna make the great times that much better, right? 100% like, you know, true. But she always hates it. She's like, "Why are you talking about the bad times?" So I'm always like, "Well, listen, like it's the life isn't always rosy, and like it's all part of the journey." For, for me, right. I can't enjoy a vacation unless I know that I I like did some hard work before that. Sure, kind of a thing. and, so, and it's that, like, so like there's that, kind and of that
3: thing. goes to our societal perspective yep. on everything. Oh, well, for sure. I mean, yeah. And and uh, so I uh, I'm gonna tell a story about a friend of mine. Who essentially is the quintessential perfect American dream story you know right down to his his beautiful family with the four kids that all gorgeous all healthy smart successful yes. he and his wife beautiful um, but he's miserable that's what well no but kind of but not really not even that and in achieving the American dream financially you know unburdened um, Everything looked to be perfect right down to his nutritional plan and (laughs) how great he looks until he's like, well, wait a minute, you know, something happened, you know, uh, separated, blah, blah, blah. He's now a single guy again. And he gets to reassess his life over a period of time. He's a little older than me. So I'm 51. Um, and he's now going, yeah, I've conquered. I keeps crushed everything. And he's like, No, but not. So he's now finding that authenticity instead of living that societal standard or American idyllic dream, which is good. Sure, if that is authentic to you. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, this now, Jekyll is authentic to me. So I'm never worried about not reaching my goal as an Olympic athlete. Although I did for years and decades. And I'm like, oh, man, geez, you know, I did all that training for what? for what? I'm a loser. I, you know, I suck. Um, and it's not that I just realized that I was, you know, maybe a triangle trying to, you know, be a square. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's okay too. As long as at the end of it, I realize I'm a triangle trying to look like a square, but I never will be. So Mm -hmm. if I have that awareness, it's okay. Play, play, you know, play the square, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're an apple and you're trying to be the banana, all right, play the banana part. But Clearly it's a costume. We see your appleness right there. And you just have to own that part and go, yeah, I'm an Apple who plays a banana. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really just a matter of perspective and what energy you then put to that perspective okay. or at least entertaining that there's more than one you know, reality going on there. You know, because we'll all, all of us will witness something. And if we record it, on a podcast like we have here at, you know, Startup Connecticut, Connecticut Startup. CT sorry. Startup. He's like, you just, you just <laughs> yeah, coined right, it, wrong right, guy. Right. Um, it's going to be different yep. based on our life experiences. So um, what we're doing at Jekyll is just trying to kind of give you a, a, a blanket understanding that your perspective, your perspective, you're going to put negative or positive energy to it. That's it. Yep. And whatever one you do, it's okay. So, but that's going to yield a result. And if you're going, well, I don't want it to be crappy, well then stop putting crappy energy to it, you know, or that drama. Um, it's okay to do it, yep. but own that. Understand that, accept that, and realize you're actually responsible for your existence, mm-hmm. your interactions, all of them. And that's ultimately what we're trying to do, you know, do with it. I know it didn't even answer your question, but we That's got fine. off on our I, I, <laughs> I put you on a tangent That's that okay. Guy, That's okay. You did. But, I'm so, but, well,
2: so the, well, the thing is that the account, you talk about accountability. You talk about finding your authentic self. Like, I don't know if you read the it, – it's kind of funny. as uh, I don't know if you read the uh, book uh The Legend of Bagger Vance. I did when not. It, when it, uh, you talked about like, the authentic swing and being able to like, – you, know, yeah. you do that kind of uh, – that, and so – I feel like everybody's looking for their authentic self. Sure. It takes time. You know, like to say a 20 year old knows his authentic self, it's just like from a 50 year old, you're like, come on, dude. Like, you got a long ways to go. No, I'm going to say no to that. uh, I'm going to say no to that. Okay. So, so, so that. And so I guess that one of the things is that from your perspective, and this goes back to you not answering the question that that, uh, that Chris asked, I'll get to it, is is that I assume you had to go through your journey of finding your authentic self to be able to even help other people do the same thing
3: sure but that's because there wasn't a program like this to help the 20-somethings or the five-year-old go yep hey i'm an apple trying to be an orange cool or hey i'm an apple i want to be a really shiny one um what we know about neuroscience is we actually have the ability to change like that okay our conditioning in our society does not allow us to do that so this program is uh, really, working on the beginning of the new perspective okay. or the new societal you know understanding and it and it 's just it 's open because the only way you 're going to be authentic is to listen to that little voice inside you, which is your subconscious behavior and scrutinize what it 's saying and why it 's saying it mm-hmm. and once we come to terms with that, we can start living authentically all my all my you know years on the planet gives me is. Uh, field work. You know, we were just talking to our young budding intern here and he's (laughs) like, you know, it's really just getting your hands in and getting, you know, figuring it out. And that's what it is. That's all, that's all my life has done for me. And it has taken me longer. And I I wanted to start this program so we can fast track people on being authentic. We don't use the word hard at our facility because it has a negative connotation due to society. Now, when we do use it, we don't have that, you know, overtone of overwhelming, you know, just, disappointing, you know, burdening yeah. uh, implication that it typically has. Ah, oh, it's just too hard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's too much work. That's hard work. I can't change. Yeah. yeah. Yes, you can. Put a different perspective on it. Put different energy to it. Put a positive energy to it. And it should be fun. Oh, goodness, I just changed and this and this and this happened. So uh, it's about making, you know, the next 20 years, you know, even better than, than your first mm-hmm. and not being overwhelmed. Like, you know, cause the millennials, the, the social and emotional learning that's going on. And, and the, what we hear from, uh, you know, our boyer education side of things is that, you know, uh, kids feel like the schools have been doing them, uh, an injustice in social and emotional learning. And I'm thinking, well, that's really your, your parents, honestly. Um, those are the, those are the people who should be teaching you those skills. I'm not saying that we shouldn't follow it up in school. We should. Um, you know, teaching for the test, not a good thing to do. So we're hoping mm-hmm. to kind of bridge that gap so we can really kind of make those changes for everybody mm-hmm. and they can understand that, hey, I do have the ability to choose. It's going to be a negative experience if, if that's what I put to it and it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be. Um, and then once you're there, you kind of really decide how quickly you're going to crush yeah. the future. Is it, is
2: it you, you almost kind of hit on the idea of... Um I mean, I've been hearing it a lot lately is the idea of like IQ versus EQ, you know, sure. like what's your yeah. IQ, you know, everything's that that's like the biggest thing, but it's actually your emotional intelligence that Absolutely. actually might be the most important factor because, the way you, um, again, uh, you say something that's hard. I either say that's negative or I say that's great. Like yeah. that—that's it's supposed to be hard. You know, like sure. you know, Navy SEALs go into it knowing that it's going to be hard. It's, it's gonna not be supposed challenge. to be easy. Right. You know, so it's again, their their connotation of it is like, all right, challenge. We, we we Versus love the word challenging. Yeah, we use the word challenging.
3: Um, but yeah, that's exactly what it is because you can be the smartest guy in our largest delegation of athlete go to Princeton, uh, at our facility, and I'm just like, really. I have a whole new perspective on the Ivy League now, and these guys are smart, but their EQ does not match their IQ, and that, much like my EQ, didn't match my athletic, you know, prowess at the time. So, guess what? I washed out. You know, it didn't happen. So um, that's kind of where uh, my career as a professional coach for USA. There we go. <laughs> there it is. Uh, our gymnastics program really um, kind of blossomed. And uh, my second year in in 1997, I wrote the Jekyll program, and uh, did a beta group with it, and realized, oh boy, this this is cool, this will work. But I'm busy trying to make gymnasts here, so I'm not really going to be able to do this. It's not convenient to anyone to come in in this two hour window. Uh, just just the the format wasn't there as a, as a you know business. Mm-hmm. Um, the science was there for sure, but I knew there'd have to be a training facility or write a program for you know, health clubs, and I got my start at Malibu Fitness, um, you know, implementing the Jekyll program with regular health club goers, and they saw an immediate change, you know, in five hours of training, they saw physical differences. Um, And what's really crazy about that is, again, perception. I had to go in and reverse, you know, engineer, almost, you know, teach what I I know backwards and incorrectly, because I knew the general public wouldn't buy in to the journey or the process of what athletes do. They just wouldn't, you know, they're like, I want to look good. I need to lose weight. I need to feel. I need to see immediate improvement. You know, this <laughs> Instant way, gratification right? Or it is it, right. Instant gratification. So, um, I'm I'm now at a point where I feel like, finally, after you know nine years, we're able to start, you know, feeding people, the actual formula correctly, and this is how you progress. It's form first, and believe it or not, the millennials in this generation who feels that they've been lost or left out in the social emotional learning are most adaptable to it because they can't really handle the harder stuff first, the physical, more challenging stuff first. And this program lets you build it from ground one. I mean, we can all go through a workout right here. I can show you one exercise. And all three of you can do it, you know, however you need to, that is emotionally satisfying to you. And you immediately have this reaction of, you know, uh, which typically known as fight or flight, um, yep. and uh, the, that gets into all the neuroscience, of the limbic system, and all that. But um, and and with that fight or flight response, we now choose negative, positive, or neutral. What energy are you going to put into that? Mm-hmm. So if Billy gets down on the floor, he's going to be like, "Oh wow!" Whoa, what? And we're like, "All right, that's cool, but what? Where's that coming from? Yep. Did you ever do it before? Well, no. So then why should you be good at it? You know, it doesn't mean you can't be good at it in three turns. Yep. Well, you're not good at it because your, you know, your low back is tight from, you know, sitting at, you know, editing or producing. I'm not slaving, right. away. Yeah, slaving, yeah. slaving away. Slaving okay. away. <laughs> slaving behind that soundboard we, and that computer.
1: We only let him out of his cage once every 2 weeks. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. For this, exactly. just for this, just
3: for this. Let's say well, he cleans up pretty well, so that's good. Um, <laughs> at least We just hold so him down out back. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how that works. Um and and that's really I think what what is going to change our world today is helping people understand that we need to change our perspective. And I believe that um, the millennials uh, will absolutely be the generation that does that. They're the, they're the largest population out there. What I love about them, and, and people will hear me say what I don't like about them a lot, um, but I've done that for two years now. And I, uh-huh. and I actually see that they're making efforts to actually be better, where in the beginning, I kind of just saw them as, you know, just complaining about it. You know, just kind of like, ah, uh, and I'm like, all right, you know, that's not going to work. So
2: qu- question, what uh, what, what age range are you talking about when you talk about millennials?
3: Yeah, because I think I'm off. I don't know what the new generation is, but realistically, we can just look at it as the me generation or the Y generation. Two generations after me just started getting, you know, soft. Um, so, you're, so again, you're talking about I'm 20 an ex- to 30? I'm an X gener. So I, I feel, you know, that... He's going. What is that? No, no, no I'm trying. I'm trying to like
2: put the generations together. Because I feel like we're we're technically millennials. We're millennials. And yeah, and then we the, are. Yeah, so anybody below 30, thirty basically is not millennial.
3: No, no, no. There's anybody super millennial. I don't really yeah, know yeah, what yeah, their so. term is. So that's why I, I
2: was asking you, to, like, who? You t- I'm
3: talking, about you. <laughs> okay. you I'm the, talking <laughs> about you.
1: Can you remember the? I'm talking about right. you. Can you remember the '90s? You're a millennial. we're old millennials because we actually remember like phones that you had to dial that didn't store all your phone numbers. You got to
3: think about this. We didn't have microwaves when I was growing up. Okay. Oh, you know. Wow. That sounds like terrible. <laughs> right. But we didn't know we didn't know. So I really believe uh, Generation X, and, and I'm I'm the tail end of that, um, I really believe that we're kind of, we were it. We, we were the start of the demise. Um, and then, you know, we were the generation, if you look at the 80s, that's where, you know, ostentatious, just outrageousness came yep. into play, mm. you know you know, I remember when the first time someone took a limo, something other than being, you know, they took it to a a prom, which was like news back then, (laughs) you know, now it's just like, no, that's a service. That's a business. Well, of course you do what you drove your own car, you know, it's just craziness. So I believe that my generation was, was, you know, we, we really kind of started taking the wheels off the cart. Um, and, uh, So you started softening society.
2: I I
3: believe we did. And then you look how we raised our kids. Yeah. And my generation is that everyone gets a trophy. That's what they did for their kids. Because when we were coming up, we were like, Oh, it was so challenging, it was so tough on us. Oh my goodness. I'm not gonna do my kid Mm -hmm. like that. Okay, but now you're complaining about what you made. Yeah. Which is everyone gets a trophy. You know, hey, I want my kid to be we, tough, yeah, but see, you know, th- don't think, say, don't say strong to, think, words think, at him. I
2: think he's talking about younger people because I know I got a, a freaking spoonful of dirt every day and I, got, I lost. We got participation
1: trophies. No, uh, yeah, we did. We thought they were stupid too. To that in my face with <laughs> sure, that. sure,
3: sure, sure. But the, the, <laughs> point being, the point being is that the, the I generation, I don't yeah, think I don't that's don't you, know. the I <laughs> generation is the most tolerant generation. They grew up watching TV where uh, interracial relationships and uh, same sex interaction was the norm. I did not, yeah we, we did not, yeah, so they are so, very all inclusive, and I love that about them, you know, because if we're indeed going to change our perspective uh, for humanity, we have to be more humane to one another, yeah. well, it's despite it's, our differences it's
1: the energy it's what you're talking about it you is. know the energy you know i'm a I'm a big music festival kind of guy, okay. you know, I married a hippie, so That's you know I get that, I get the energy kind of thing all the time but there is something to it when you're surrounded by people who support you and you know it doesn't mean you're gonna, every day is going to be awesome right but you know it makes those crappy days a little less crappy and, and to eric's point you know sometimes it's like when you ha- when you go through the bad stuff it does make you appreciate the good stuff more but it's, 100% it's true you can't always control what happens to you because you can control how you react yeah, and that's, so, well,
2: that's the deal right there. And so the, I guess this is, this is the thing that I was, I was asking about the millennials and why I wanted to get on that is because we obviously get a bad rap that we're lazy, we're this, we're that, we're, and we're entitled 100%. However, there was a part of the baby boomers that were the same way. There was a sure. part of the other ones that are the Absolutely. same way. And so one of the things that I would think that what resonates with me and what I'm hearing you say is you're putting people onto the hero's journey. You're saying you can be the hero of your own life. You can mm. go through this challenge and become the person you want to be. But there's a lot of a lot of work in between that that mm. has to happen. There is a, I mean, it, it hurts. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, for instance, I mean, I was an athlete my entire life. I never really went to the gym until I turned 30. And then I was like, I got to turn 30. I'm an adult now. Yeah. So maybe <laughs> I should go to the gym. And I knew it was going to be difficult. I, and for the past nine months since May or whatever, I've missed like a – like a handful of days. Right. You know, kind of actually I missed it today and I maybe I should do the workout in the, the corner. Sure. I'll, I'll show but, you how yeah, <laughs> chair. But what I what I'm getting at is that it was difficult, it hurt, it was painful, but you got through it and now it's a routine. Now it's a part of it and you move forward. You know well, so, sure.
3: The so point the point being though is it doesn't have to be any of those things based on our perspective. Yep. So well, exactly one yeah. of the things I tell is like we're doing exercise and it's body weight. Yep. You know, and this is just straight up applied physics. So you have oh, <laughs> 9.8, you know, you know, force gravity pulling on your body weight, 200, whatever it okay. is. So it is physically demanding and challenging to break that force of gravity. So there's, there's no uncertainty there. What is, you know, the ability to change that perception of it being hard, you know, or, oh, I feel like this. And I'm like, that's what good feels like. So now me and my principal have had this discussion um, because we have these monitors and it tells them that their body's recovered. And uh, one of them is going, I don't feel recovered. I don't feel rested. I don't feel as good as, you know, the, the biometrics are telling me that I am the the biomarkers. And then we got into the, the discussion. Well, maybe this is what recovered feels like. Maybe our perspective of what c- recovered feels like is wrong. Maybe that like happy, oh, I feel, you know, super energetic. Maybe Maybe that's not. Maybe that euphoric feeling isn't what good feels like. Maybe I'm looking at all the biomarkers and it's telling me I'm ready to go and I'm going to crush this, this, and this based on my perspective is, you know, now what I have to, you know, understand is feeling ready to go. And that's what I'm saying. It is what we've been taught. It feels like this. It should be this. Who who says? Mm -hmm. Who says that rocks and mud don't taste good?
1: I okay. I'm, I mean, I'm I used to sure, make mud pie I'm pretty sure right. I'm pretty sure if we were
3: fed that from the time we were little we think it's delicious that's why I say you gotta get a spoonful of dirt all there in you case. Go. You well, but yeah it's it's just a matter of the energy we're putting to the yep. experience is really what it comes down to yeah.
1: um, um so we we have to wrap up here sure we're, we're reaching our limit but um you know how do people you know if you liked what you're hearing from Chris you know how do people get in touch with you how do they find
3: um you? they can go to our website at www. Jekyll7.com it'll give them directions it'll give them programs that we and run
1: jekl 7.com yeah
3: and they uh, will find my phone number there if they want to reach out and a list of our services So yeah.
1: definitely so, you know, definitely. if you liked what you heard get you know, give
2: Chris a call
3: um, more importantly if you want to change your perspective and your yeah. mindset
1: because I think sometimes <laughs> we get
3: all a need a little, little strong. bit of that,
2: yeah, you know? yeah, yeah I mean that's besides the, the point that's right you know?
3: <laughs> thanks for joining us Chris thank you fellas have a great thank afternoon you.
0: thank you for listening to CT Startup more Connecticut startup news, information, and events can be found at ctstartup.com. The weekly episodes of this podcast can be downloaded from iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and ctstartup.com. We would like to thank both Sublime Exposure Online and Mirtha Kalina for providing resources and space to CT Startup, which make this show possible. See you next week.